Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To hooked it's the podcast where we improvise good question mark uh, ideas for your dungeons and dragons or other role-playing campaigns and you can use them if you think that that is a good idea my name's dom and i'm your host for this week alongside me i have across from me the table matthew oh maddie hannibal butler that's right that's right and to my left tully yes. it is the questionable tully grimley that's accurate. What we do here is we come up with plot hooks, little things to incorporate into the world or the narrative of your role-playing games. And we do this by improvising in three parts the hook. First, we do a pledge, the beginning of the idea, the way that it perhaps it's the way that it can first appear in the world. Then the turn where things get a bit more complicated, a bit more depth appears your characters in, in, interrogate what's going on and it becomes personal to them. And then the prestige, perhaps this is where a twist is revealed, or perhaps this is just how things go from being a narrative to being something your character can really get involved with. But before we do any of that, also, before we do any of that, we need inspiration, and that inspiration comes in the form of a Magic the Gathering card randomly selected from Scryfall.com. Tully, Matthew, together, describe to me what this card is. Three, so this card two, is talking. <laughs> so this card, <laughs> um, what we're looking at here—that was cringe, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was really hoping that we'd both go into separate descriptions at once, and it, it didn't happen. No. Um, what we're looking at here is uh, a waterfall uh, coming over, uh, or with a city built around it, uh, seemingly just cascading over uh, bridges and buildings, and aside from the river. There seems to be some sort of red staining or growth, uh, what, sort of the impl- implication being in the title of being sulfur falls. Yes, that it is sulfur. That it the is sulfurous sulfur buildup. Is yeah. sulfur? The uh, wow. And the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. I, th- I think I think that's it's pretty. Su- much it's sulfur falls, uh, yeah. drawn by. Cliff Childs. Funny that his name's Cliff, and there, there, he's they're, drawn a cliff. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's a soft cliff, water pouring down it. There's a weird trident thingy coming in the bottom right corner. That's I just think the Magic of the, the Gathering, Logan. Oh, okay. Lo- logo, logo, not Logan. Well, that logo. shows my experience. Yeah. I'm going to continue it's a water thinking it's a trident. And yeah, and this like kind of whether a city or ruin or a half-built city, depending how you see it. Um, yeah. yeah, stained with sulfur marks. And for flavor text, we have. We have inherited the mysteries of the Thran, but few of the answers. Yeah. We also get a randomly selected word from a word generator online. That word today is foreigner, 
And finally, as a little extra challenge or a little extra inspiration, we've each been given a two-sided card with a different word on each side. It might be that we've been instructed to create an NPC or perhaps an item of clothing. But the fact of the matter is, this is improv, baby, and we might use all or none of these elements in our hook. And speaking of hooks, the time has come to hook. Uh, hang on, hang on. Just, has, just no, I think you'll moment. find that the time has come to hook, Tully. No, no. What, I think what, what else could there possibly be? Really, I hook? do think that... Uh, I, I feel like I've, I've spent a lot of time with, with you two, but I, I don't think I've got to know you very well at all. I, I think we need a getting to know you question. Okay, an interesting thought. Do you have a getting to know you question today? I do have also a getting to know you question. Um, what is the... Uh, the, the, what is the way that you have thrown out the DM's plans in the most chaotic or inventive way? I want to know. That's a very good question. Because I can imagine that both of you would have done this at some point. Um, well, well, yeah. Okay, so this is one of those stories where it's not the funnest in the end, but it was pretty fun in the time, where basically uh, Mason and I went, we just, I didn't know the other people, it was just my friends. Actually, there might have been another friend I knew there. But it was so one of his friends was deciding to run D&D for the first time with a couple other people who didn't really know. And we didn't go in there being like, we're going to fuck this up. But we went in there being experienced role players. So we're like, I've got a character. I've got a character already. I know what sort of person this is. Uh, and so we were just running Lost Minds of Fandelva, as so many people often do for their first uh, game. Uh, and uh, we never made it to the mine. Because we, because what happens in the Lost Mine, beginning of Lost Minds of Vandalva, is some goblins uh, try to ambush the uh, the the dwarves, the dwarven uh, wagon that you're all um, you're all escorting as mercenaries, uh, and the the dwarven uh, merchants' uh, forward advance group or whatever has been intercepted and taken to the Lost Mines of Vandalva by some some goblins I think that's vaguely remembering it um, I've never played those parts though because after we uh, dealt with the ambush uh, me and my friend who was we were both there uh, kind of led to a degree but not being like we're ruining this just like this is where we were going and then the other characters they weren't as experienced they were like yeah that's what we're doing and what we were doing was stealing the wagon uh, <laughs> and trying to go off on our own thing uh, so basically avoiding the entire adventure. We weren't trying to avoid. We were just playing <laughs> as characters who were being like shit. Who, we were both were like, we're seedy, shitty characters. We're going to talk about stealing this. And then the other characters went new players. So they just went along with what we were doing. We were like, uh-oh, this is bad already, but this is still fun. And it was still fun for us and for the players, for the DM. The DM was so flying you started by the a criminal gang. <laughs> no, the DM wasn't flying by the Seabus Pants because uh, he was, I think, quietly quite angry. Uh... And there were so many just little roadblocks in our way. Suddenly, like, he was just like, you can't, well, you're going to have trouble stealing because there's a watermark of the guys, uh, like, the, the dwarves. Like, it's, it's got his mark on the side of the uh, of the wagon. And I was like, well, I actually have colour, so I just paint the wagon. Uh, and so we're going to the next town. With, like, just one thing after another. And in the end, in the next town, someone recognised the wagon, even though it wasn't uh, marked anymore. And uh, he... he he saw through all of our attempts to hoodwink him and then all of these guards appeared and started attacking us because they knew we were rotten and my character got away alive and no one else did. Uh, and after we were done playing, uh, like a couple of hours in, it was still a decent amount of time, uh, we were just like, yeah, we're all chatting and hanging out and the DM packed up his things and left without saying anything. Oh dear. And I'm not friends with that guy. I don't know how it turned out, but I, like, it was obvious. He was just like, he was a bit like, these guys fucking ruined my game. And I was just like, that's just D&D. I'm sorry that's that this, how this works. This is just kind of what happens when you, ac- when unfortunately a couple of experienced role players accidentally can lead things because people will follow their lead. Hmm. 
silver lining of that is at the end of the bush casting the Sundance Kid, obviously the mule of the payload. Oh, they get away completely safe. Exactly. Uh, both of them well, yes. well, so everyone got killed. Did they? Did you what? get an? Did you get an awesome bush safe casting the Sundance? They first. got away from. It was, it was released in 1969. If you haven't seen Bush casting the Sundance Kid, you can still watch it. It's great the whole way through. Anyway, did you get an awesome bush casting the Sundance Kid last stand? Uh, some of the others did. I sl- I slunk away because I think I was playing a rogue or something. Okay. Um, also, at one point in that, I, I accidentally was a bit rules lawyer, and I didn't mean to. I was just, like, correcting someone because they were playing a shifter or a changeling. With changeling. And they're like, oh, yeah, I turn into a dwarf. And I'm just like, well, actually, that's you can't you can't change your size. Uh, and I was just like, oh. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, I wasn't trying to be rules lawyer. I was just correct. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. I'm ruining your fun now. I'm sorry. This is just, yeah. But yeah. Now that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> long story short, uh, I'm recording this from prison because I killed everyone. <laughs> Matthew Butler. Yes. Yeah, so it was. A, it wasn't D and D. It was Call of Cthulhu. Nice. Ah. And we were trying to solve a mystery, and one of the answers we needed was held by a madman in a sanatorium. So we went in, and this madman was babbling with like a kind of a Bible with notations, as they often do, mm-hmm. um, and. We got the answers we needed, but at the cost of one of our party members' sanity. And this party member's insanity was literally... um, They were just going to run off into the woods, into anywhere. But me and this character had kind of developed like this kind of brotherly bond, like we were partners in crime. It's like with with them to the end. So I followed them out, and they're stopped by an orderly. And my my, the keeper's strongly hinting that it's like, it's going to be fine... He's just going to run off into the woods. Mm. But I'm like, my buddy's being held by this orderly. So I king hit the orderly. <laughs> <laughs> and we run off, and now we're outlaws. And the keeper was, he's a very good sport, so he turned it into, it's like, all right, so you've got to still solve the mystery. Like, you still want to get that money, but you're also kind of bandits now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, by the way, the keeper is the game master in Call of yeah. Cthulhu, mm. just to be clear. Yeah. That's just that happens sometimes. Like you gotta you gotta assume that people are gonna do what you uh, yeah. what you don't expect. Oh, absolutely. You're playing in character. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, not what I did to Foilo character, but I had one of my characters literally last at the end of last session. I run away. I uh, I get up beforehand. You'll take a point of exhaustion. I take a point of exhaustion. Uh, I get up early. I cast pass without trace, and I go redacted. Um, and they messaged me where they went. And this next uh, session that we're hosting in two days is the rest of the party trying to find them or giving up. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was wild. Uh, but myself, uh, I just went and got myself killed for my cause um, by getting into a fist fight with a whole monastery of monks. Um, they deserved it. Yep, yep. Um, but it... This story is not so much about what I did to throw the DM's plans out. It's more what my buddy did. Um, my old, my, my character did war crimes, and he was on a, a vengeance, was on a um, redemption paladin path. Um, that just p- happens so often, doesn't it? Yeah, my <laughs> paladin. says this is my paladin. My rogue buddy, who also did war crimes with me, um, had happened to have. Uh, weaseled his way into a wish using a deck of many things um, and decided to use said wish to, upon my death, transfer my consciousness into the person that killed me, one of the monks of an order of death monks, but without the guilt from any of my crimes. So I went from a redemption paladin to a pure evil monk. (laughs) Was bound to go well. 
Um, so yeah, we, we ended up uh, going to kill the mayor, I think. That was the next session. Well, that's what they get for mayor and... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Look, it's not D&D if there's not some light war crimes. Exactly. Folks, that was a long getting to know you question, <laughs> but uh, I think it was worth it in the end because now you know that we're all terrible people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's time to hook. Who wants to go first? Is anyone excited? Absolutely. I can jump in. Thank you very much. Go on. <laughs> Wonderful. So, you uh, arrive I- into a, into an area and what you had been told was a, was a beautiful, well-kept city. Uh, it just seems to be overrun by by something it, it looks like it could be a, a a weed or a vine of some sort uh, it's bright red color it seems it just covers the landscape that seems to have overtaken a, a whole sort of area all the rooftops and along the ground stretching up into the hills uh, and off into the distance and it, it doesn't seem like there's been any effort to resolve this but as, as you talk to the townsfolk, of course, they have been trying to clean this up and it keeps growing and, and spreading. Uh, and they're sure that this is, this is the work of, of the foreigner that came in not long ago. He, he came in and uh, where, where he came from, that's, that's where you see that red weed uh, draw, drawing from. And, and he left over that direction and you see a, a swathe of the same colour. But uh, off in the distance, you, you see something else. A terrible fighting machine on the horizon. Um, Sadly we're not War of the Worlds in this one You see Mm. a similar area A a similar stain on the landscape But rather than bright red This one seemingly a fluorescent yellow Okay, I like it Alright, I can go next or would you like to? Um, Up to you, if you're ready That's all all jazz Alright, that's jazz baby I'm going to go because it's a a short sort of pledge Uh, There's a notorious snake horse Snake oil salesman. Everyone has seen through it at this point. He comes through town. He travels pretty far and wide, hocking his like in a world where magical potions actually exist. It's frankly strange, but he just like I've got a new a new fabulous potion. It will extend your lifespan and extend a few other things too, if you know what I'm saying, my good sir. He's one of those guys. He has this wagon. It's the classic snake oil salesman, and he's always just hocking some useless combination of minerals and stuff. It's got a fancy colour, and that's about it. Um, but recently, he's come through... You, you, the party arrive in town, and they hear... And I, I think that it's fun if you establish him as a recurring character before this. Like, he could... Like, this sort of character is fun um, to have. It's just, like, he tried... Like, one, he may be in the past, you could use this character to... Uh, trick one of your one of your party members into buying useless health potions, that sort of thing. So, like, they know about this guy, and they arrive in town, and they and they so they hear from someone that uh, that this man. I'm just going to call him Finculus, because um, uh, has just come come and gone, and he's some some fool bought one of his potions, and he's terribly sick, and that's the end of the pledge. All right, hope he gets better. <laughs> it's not looking good. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. All right, so you go into a town that's very proud of its iron exportation and its sulfur, and it's called Red Rock. 
And the mayor of Red Rock asks you They've to... They've got a fantastic deli there. <laughs> <laughs> they go to... Simply they, must visit. You're tasked to protect... That's sunny. Honey's so chicken. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're tasked to protect a pretty typical whining, mining wagon to a new sulfur and iron export. But when you get there, there seems to be some half-built city or ruins you're not quite sure awaiting you. And there's your plan. Mm, wonderful. Excellent. I'd like to Yeah, no, no, on. go. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I was assuming we were going. The, yeah, go on yeah. then. So, um, whether you go to investigate the uh, the traveller that set off with the red red wheat in his wake, or trying to find out what the deal is with this this yellow stain, um, you find you you seem to find more and more of this. Maybe not destruction, but certainly, uh, I think stain is the the word for it. All over the landscape, uh, you actually find a third as well. And eventually you come across one of these mysterious travellers that, that seems to be leaving everything in their wake. And um, they inform you that, well, I'm, I'm simply simply playing. We'll be, we'll be gone in a few weeks. Don't, don't you worry. Everything will be cleaned up. Um, in the meantime, obviously, enjoy the show. It's only going to get more exciting from here. And um, this is called Territory Control. Trust it. All right. Um, well, I'll go next again. Uh, so... The one, the one man who he bought a potion. He, he was supposed to. He, he was. It was supposed to be a love potion or something like that. He was a fool to have bought it, but he just he he wanted to give it a chance, and he drank this this bright red potion. And now he's on his deathbed, uh, and you know he's it's not looking good for him. But then someone else comes down with a sickness. One of the people treating him. They are they are also ill, and it is spreading shockingly fast. And it becomes clear that something like people have to assume like. This, this is the guy. We have to track down Vinculus and figure this out. And so the party, uh, can, oh, oh, knowing knowing that, that okay, um, so the party must track down Vinculus, or they can go in a number of other directions that I think I'll get into in the prestige. But uh, basically, Vinculus, when when caught, Vinculus will reveal that the source of the uh, of the red liquid that he that he gave to that man was a strange red waterfall far in in an un, in a mostly uncharted land far to the east let's uh and that that is the uh, the the source and that is where you will find more of the original source of this sickness and that is likely the only hope of a cure because magic doesn't seem to be working it is it is in it is somehow from this one man who drank it spreading a terrible disease that has no cure and the only thing that anyone can think is to find the source and try to find a solution there and uh, the uh, the, pledge, the name for this is the Terrible Tonic. Lovely. Alrighty. So you take on this mining caravan job, and along the way, the, the miners you're tasked to work with, they're not bad people, but they're very staunch in their views, and they're quite exclusionary. You know, if people don't subscribe to their views, you know, they're quite, you know, we don't really consider your opinion valid, and that can be for any of the party or it could just be for when they're talking about like the ways of the world and you and whether you're you just choose to mine the stuff as soon as you leave the wagon the wheels are taken away from the wagon that happens immediately and whether you decide to press on or go back to town with your wheelless wagon or if you put them back on and try to go back certain weird things start to happen if you stay the night you start to see movement around the place and it seems like the city is moving hmm and if you return to town, uh, the, the rock's fine, everything's fine, but you know that there was someone or something there tampering with your wagon as you were trying to 
And you know that there's something strange about Red Rock as a town in terms of its views and how it kind of carries on. Hmm. And do we have a name for this? Yes, Replica Red Rock. Oh. Ah. Um, how you do? Sorry? Do you have I name? could not resist. <laughs> the Terrible Tonic. The yes. Terrible Tonic, that's yes. right. Yes, um, yes um, so the, the people... Sorry, I want to check the people of this town. Like, you say they're, like they're a bit... St- they seem a bit strange, they seem a bit off, generally. They're, they're off, they're staunch, they're not... They're like, am I, are they staunch in, like, the, like, uh, you know, they're, they're miners, you know? We're miners, we, we protect our own, or are they, like, a in's mouth, sort of, get out of here, outsider, sort of, like... N- not not the get out of here, outsider. Okay, like so it's just it's just a standard mining town, but there's something... Ju- there's something they're, they're, they're a bit more zealous yeah. about that kind of, yeah. we, we have our views, and yeah, right. subscribe, or so know, like it yeah. or leave it. Kind yeah, of it's, it's, so it's not like there's something really weird going on, yeah. it's just like this is... Yeah, it's okay. it's like they're peculiar people. I'm feeling, but it doesn't very seem like there's necessarily sorry, like an outside like an influence happening. This is just their ways. I see. Yeah, okay. I'm feeling very, uh, as far as the tone of it, very like Middle America, like uh, mm. it was Steve, Stephen King yeah. kind of set up to a Stephen King novel kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's something going on down in those mines, and everyone's very, very specific and peculiar. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I like the idea of bringing in a tonal shift to a game like that. Mm. Because um, you don't always want to just be, you know, hard, high fantasy. Oh, well, this is yeah. the way it is. My campaign has some pirate shit going right now. Nice. Mm. Big fan of nice. right. And back to you, Tully. <laughs> yes. So, upon confronting uh, any of the other, uh, in, any of them, if you press further, they inform you, well, it's it's just a game, don't worry. We're, we're simply trying to, to win. It's a, it's a spectacle. You should be glad that we've, we've chosen these lands as, as a place to host the games. The games being... Territory control. Uh, each of us is uh, is spreading this weed, and it's it's purely harmless. I'm I'm, I'm sure it, it works on our worlds. It'll work on yours. Um, and whoever takes over wins. It's as simple as that. It's Splatoon. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're fucking playing. I was just like, they, I was just like, oh, it's Risk, or no, there's something very specific. It's just like they're playing they're like, playing. or or they're playing like that mode in Tony Hawk, the old Tony Hawk games, where you paint things by doing tricks on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's um one of the like Pokemon Go style games I think does actually something like this, where you control an area. Oh, I- Ingress. Ingress. Yeah, it's um yeah. yeah sorry, so, go on. Yeah. So you end up with a with a choice. Do you let this continue and let them ravage the landscape the landscape for weeks on end? Do you take a side? Do you let them? Uh, do you aid one particular uh, okay. side to win, or do you? So what? Sorry. Or do you rally against all of them and mm. see how that happens? Why wouldn't they pick a side unless it was like a uh, like, like trying to get them to ravage the enemy's lands or something in a? Why would they side with one of these people or these beings? Um, well, I, th- I think okay, yeah, that's actually something that I I think I said it in my head oh. and then didn't say okay, it. So um, maybe, or maybe I just missed it. Um, is that it, it will be it'll be over when one of us it, wins. Sorry, it'll be over quicker. Yes. yes, I see. And the the idea is to help them to get it over over yeah, and done with, no. or to let it all just happen and play out as it would. That is um, an interesting dilemma. Or whether to rally against all of them. Um, yeah, I, I like it's mm. sort of a, a low stakes battlefield idea where you know it's not necessarily that everyone's going to die if you know, the invading armies come in, but it's certainly at inconvenience at best. Mm. And it might, you know, yeah. damage the crops so or yeah, it might exactly. make it difficult to trade. Yeah, interesting. Mm. I kind of like that as really thinking about that 
community series of episodes, the paintball episodes. Mm. It's kind of an angle on that yeah. and reflecting, as like the last episode did, on the destruction those episodes brought to the campus exactly, yeah. and everything. Um, but also, yeah. like, if you want, if you if you if you're a a GM or a campaign that likes in the politicking as well. You could have like a king. It's just like, hey, uh, maybe we side with this guy because uh, his uh, his weeds have really been ravaging the neighboring kingdom a bit, and maybe if they spread and de- you know, they really fuck up the neighboring kingdom a little bit more. So it's just like, all right, we're siding with that guy so he can come there. So yeah, I, d- I do like the idea of uh, how it would influence the politics of the local area as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so mine, uh, the terrible tonic. Uh, the reason I kind of like stepped back and was just like oh wait no let's let's keep it to the narrative because the prestige is that this is a timer is what's happening here more people will die the disease will spread more the longer it takes the party to uh, find a cure so maybe so and they can make mistakes and you'll you'll find the ways that you can uh, increase the timer or decrease the timer maybe they uh, because Vinculus is well known, maybe they are able to figure out where his next stop will be because, oh, he always takes this route, or maybe they'll be like, well, we need to retrace his steps to find out where this went, we don't need to find him, we just need to find where he found this, so they were like, well, he came from this town, and then we, maybe they, then you could trace it back, or maybe you're just like, we need to go find the high cleric of such and such who's gone on a pilgrimage in the Great Mountains, he is the only one who can cast high enough uh, magics to dispel this terrible disease that is ravaging the landscape so yeah the uh the the prestige is that this you players it's like it's like the uh, finding the water chip in fallout um is you need to find the solution fast because the longer it takes the worse this is and yeah you can and you can yeah you can create a number of different like ways that they could solve it uh but yeah and uh they and as so often happens they could very well wind up being their own worst enemy in this yes nice. i i very much like that as a as a way to sort of invest your players in in a quest that they can't, can't get too sidetracked on i mean mm. sure yeah i mean i i am always leery of giving them something it's like you have to focus on this because i'm all about letting the players guide it mm. but i like the idea that they can get sidetracked or maybe they can do it in an inefficient way well it's they it's can that do it, that it's not that it punishes mm. them for like as players for getting sidetracked it's like they get to see yes, the consequences exactly. of themselves yeah. not not following this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, you have an impact on this world and your actions matter. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm. I dig it. The terrible tonic. Mm. Wicked. And for my last one, I actually looked up the word foreigner. So I was like, there's got to be a... I was interested in the definition of it. So the first definition is a person born in or coming from a country other than one's own. And then the second one... Which Sorry, I've just got to... <laughs> and then the second one, which I found really interesting, was informal British. A piece of work done for private gain without an employer's permission or without declaration to the relevant authorities. So whether you, whether you, caught, whether you stayed the night and you caught like the moving parts of this city or whether you went back to investigate this mystery, which was my word, you discover that people who disagreed with the mining practices and the kind of philosophical practices of Red Rock decided to build their own red rock more or less with blackjack and hookers yeah. <laughs> right yeah an exact this replica. is the way that red, that red rock is supposed to be run and that's the way we're gonna run it yeah and i'm just gonna lean into the whole blazing saddles ripoff and uh, <laughs> that they have like a bunch of ba- a gang of bandits who routinely come to like kind of gain tribute from these from red rock 
and their plan is to build an exact replica that's more prosperous that doesn't get pillaged. Uh, by the, the first bandits. one, the first one sank into swamp. The second <laughs> one sank into swamp. Third one burned down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. But the fourth <laughs> one stayed up. Precisely. That's not and even the first time I've quoted that on this show. I think. And the party uh, has to decide which red rock they like, or they can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weird miners! Jesus Christ! Just keep your sulfur. Keep your iron. Yeah. I like it. Um, by the way, my word was potion. So yeah. Oh well, yes, we, I, I had game. Yeah, we all did. We all really enveloped the whole thing into it this time. That's good. Mm. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm very happy with all of that. Yeah, that was a, we... that was a good episode, folks. Mm. Yeah, good. Well, well done. So we had the terrible tonic. We had from Tylee. Territory control. And we had from Maddie. Replica Red Rock. Mm, that is uh, some mm, classic hooking action right there, folks. And so. We come to the end of another episode of Hooked, and we must, as is tradition, warn you all that Hooked Podcast is produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Node Rivers 4.0 International License. What this means is that you are free to share and redistribute the material here in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit. Do not use the material for commercial purposes and do not remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way without asking us first. Basically, go ahead and use these in the t- in the games at your table. Go ahead and use these in your little private things that you do with your friends. Such fun. But if you're doing it on a stream, if you're doing it in a book, if you're doing it in a TV show, give us a call. Give us a message. Let us know. And we will discuss. Thank you once again for joining me, Tully Grimley. Thank you very much. Uh, if you like uh, hearing my voice, you can hear me also on Dungeon Deep Dive most Wednesdays where we talk about various aspects of your of fantasy world building and do an occasional character corner. Thank you so much, Tully. Also with us today has been Matthew Hannibal Butler. Much obliged for having me. You can find me on Delicious Word Sandwich sometimes. And if you want, send me a pigeon and maybe I'll cut. Ooh, maybe tantalizing. Folks, I've been Dom Guilfoyle. You can find me also as the writer, performer, and producer of the Misto Museum of Mystery, Morbidity, and Mortality, an anthology sci-fi fantasy question mark series. It's kind of it's kind of blurry, but it's pretty good. People tell me, I don't know. And I believe that as of this uh, episode's release, the first episode of season two will release next week. Stunning. Excitement. Thank you, as always, for listening to Hooked. We will be back next week with more hooks. Thanks and bye. Love you. Bye. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which continent? Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive.